Happy Tuesday, April 13th, everybody. My name is Doug. I am the host of a brand new podcast called the Figure Four Podcast. I'm going to be doing this once a week, touching on everything professional wrestling. For the first podcast today, I think I'm going to start off with the results from WrestleMania. It was a big, big card, 14 matches over two nights. I'm going to rate them, give my opinion of a few wrestlers, and of the show overall. So, with no further ado, let's get into it. So the first match on the card was for the WWE Championship. It was Bobby Lashley <clears throat> excuse me, versus Drew McIntyre. Now this match I knew was just going to be nothing but pure power. Uh, Bobby Lashley, you know what? This dude is like 44 years old, something like that. He is in phenomenal shape and still a powerhouse. Drew McIntyre is a powerhouse himself. You knew this match was not going to be any, there was going to be no finesse whatsoever. Pure power. For two big guys, I must say I'm very impressed at the way they both moved around that ring. The match itself was entertaining. I was actually surprised. My pick for this match was going to be Bob, uh, Drew McIntyre getting the title back. I was sure that they were going to put the strap back on him. But there was also a part of me that really wants to see Bobby Lashley have a longer championship reign because it seems week after week he's getting that confidence and he's really building up to be a pretty decent champion overall. Him and MVP are just two peas in a pod. They're made for each other. The match itself, you know, I'll give it I'll give it three and a half stars. I think it could have been a little bit better if they had attempted. I mean, there was at one point Bobby Lashley was out on the floor. Drew McIntyre came flying over the top rope. That was pretty impressive. I've never seen that before. Was impressive. Would have liked to see a little bit more of stuff like that, but overall was not bad. So yeah, three and a half stars. That's what I give that match to start off WrestleMania. Okay, now this train wreck of a match. You know, I was really, really hoping that this match was going to be a lot better than what it was. The tag team turmoil match. Now, I don't even know. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I thought it was rushed. I thought it was sloppy. I was really, really, really hoping this wasn't going to be the train wreck it was, but it was not a good match at all. Without a doubt, in the actual tag team turmoil match, I think the Riot Squad was the best out of all the teams together. They just seemed to be more in sync. And, uh, now, I do agree. I did pick Natalia and Tamina to win that match, but the match itself was just a stinker. And hey, look, you know the old saying, everyone's got an opinion, right? Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. And my opinion is anything that Dana Brooke or Mandy Rose is involved in is just not going to be a good match. I think both of them are overrated. Neither one of them need to, neither one of them can wrestle. Was super glad to see Natalia and Tamina win that match, but yeah, that's about all the time I'm going to spend on that tag team turmoil match. Now, the next match, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I picked Okay, let me explain a little. I wanted Cesaro to win because, in my opinion, Cesaro's been held back for years. He should have been in a main event spot years ago. He's always been an amazing wrestler, and the guy's one of the strongest guys in the business. I figured Seth Rollins was going to win just because he's kind of been that main event guy, and he's been away for a while and stuff. I picked this to be the sleeper match of night one. I don't think it got to the level that I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be a lot more scientific and a lot more high-flying, but it was still a really good match. Myself, I gave it three and three-quarter stars. I thought it was really good. Uh, the crowd was really into it. I could do without so many Cesaro swings. What did he get Rollins around for? Something like 24 of them or something like that. 
Um, but I'm big on both these guys. I always have been. Um, it's like it's nice to see Seth Rollins kind of on his own again. Um, yeah, it was a good, good match. And now on to the Raw Tag Team title match. Omos and AJ Styles versus The New Day. Now, I didn't expect a whole lot out of this match. I figured you'd see a lot of high-flying from AJ Styles. Um, I figured you'd see a lot of high-flying from Kofi Kingston. I think the main purpose of this match was just introducing Omos as a WWE superstar. Um... There wasn't, this wasn't supposed to be a good match, and anybody that thought it was supposed to be should give their head a shake. This, I, I, I predicted almost an AJ to win the tag team titles just because, look at the size of this dude. He is the brawn and the strength of that team where AJ is the high-flying. And honestly, if WWE works this angle right with these two with the title, those two can hold those belts for a long time because realistically, AJ is a very accomplished wrestler who the hell is going to knock Omos off his feet? Seriously. So yeah, I wasn't surprised at all with the with the New Day losing the titles. The, the actual match itself, eh. I thought it was a little bit more entertaining than the women's tag team turmoil match. So I'll give this one two stars. But yeah, it was good to see, uh, it was good to see AJ get another title. And again, we got to see another big monster introduced and a few, maybe a future WWE superstar. What do we got next? Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman in a steel cage. Again, this was another one of those matches. Uh, I didn't like the feel of it right off the bat. I felt like it was just kind of thrown together a couple of weeks before WrestleMania to give Braun a match. Uh, Shane McMahon is definitely a character, especially the way they set it up in the short amount of time that they had, that Braun would just love to kick the shit out of. And that's all it was. This was this was meant to be a beatdown. Uh, I had picked Braun Strowman to win this match, the same as I think everybody else did. Um, the match itself was it was eh, it was okay. If it wasn't for Shane taking his big bump, being thrown off the top of the cage, and let's face it, anyone that saw that Shane hit hard. That hurt. So just for Shane putting his body on the line like that and getting tossed off the top of the cage. I'll give the match three stars for that alone. Without that big bump, I probably would have gave it around two and a half. Uh, it was supposed to be a squash match. It was supposed to be Braun showing how strong he is and how he can manhandle Shane. And that's all it was a squash match. It was much better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. It was kind of cool seeing Braun rip the cage apart and reach through and grab Shane. But like I said, the, the match itself was Braun throwing Shane off the top. And for that, I mean, I've always loved the Shane McMahon character. He's just one of these guys you want to bitch slap, you know, the rich boy, little millionaire. But I'll always give Shane for, I'll always give Shane credit for putting his body on the line and just wanting that WrestleMania moment, as they call it, getting that big pop. And it was pretty cool. So I'll give that one three stars. Now, this match, I'm going to be, okay, right off the bat, I'm going to apologize to Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Now, I knew right off the bat when this is set up, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are going to win this match. It was set up for them to win. But when I heard it was official, all I could think to myself was Bad fucking Bunny. 
He chased his dream. He wanted to be a wrestler. Listen, I'm going to say it again, and if he was in front of me, I would shake his hand and apologize right to his face. Bunny, I am sorry. He put on a much better performance than I thought he was going to. You could tell this guy trained his ass off, took bumps, and was actually working. Like, let's face it, how long since the Royal Rumble? And for some of the things this guy did, that was pretty damn impressive, considering he's only been training off and on for a few months. He, he, he ran the table for most of the match. I mean, but now all the credit in the world to Miz and Morrison, too, for making him look like a like he could wrestle, like a million bucks, as they say. But I got to give the guy credit. You could tell he put in the work. And that was really, really impressive. And now you may think that this might be a bit of a high rating, but I'm going to give the match three and a half stars just for the work that Bunny put in. You could, again, I can't stress it enough. The guy worked his ass off to get ready for this match. He looked like a wrestler, carried himself like a wrestler. And again, though, credit to Miz and Morrison for making him look good. So, yeah, I'll give her three and a half stars. Good job, Bunny. And again, I apologize, dude. Now, again, apologies are needed. Next match, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown women's title. I said right off the bat that Bianca Belair was going to win win the title at WrestleMania. It was a foregone conclusion in my eyes. But I also said that I am not a Sasha Banks fan. And I've been quoted as saying if she disappeared off the face of the earth, I'd be a very, very happy wrestling fan. I thought Bianca Belair would run circles around her. Because Sasha, in my eyes, has never been... She's never gone above and beyond in a match. But she proved me wrong at WrestleMania. She really, really, really gave Bianca a really good match. I actually thought Bianca Belair was going to expose her for having not as much talent as she has, meaning Bianca Belair. So, but she did. Sasha Banks put on a damn good match. It was the high, it, it was the best match of night one in my eyes. Um, props to her. And I actually really, they, they had a clip uh, when Bianca won the title and Sasha was on the floor rolling around and she was trying to sell that she was a little hurt. She couldn't back, she couldn't help, smiling she couldn't hold back being happy for Bianca Belair to actually have that moment in the ring with the title so you know what I give her all the credit in the world and I apologize to her the same as I do I did Bad Bunny you put on a really good match and you proved me wrong so and you know what I gave it four stars that was a fantastic match like I said best match in night one without a doubt hands down now the neck this next match now we're okay we're into night two now this match really, really, really disappointed me. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. I thought that this match was going to be blood, guts, just a, a brutal, brutal, brutal match. Bray Wyatt's been off television for so long, you know, like he's got a lot to prove. Uh, you know, all that stuff. And, and the way it was hyped up to be, that's the way it was. And that's not what I don't think any fan got this was if it was a Hollywood movie it wouldn't have been so bad it would have been a pretty cool scene but as far as a wrestling match goes or even a fight the way they portrayed it to be it was a dud I, I I'll give it a half star I'll get I'll give it three and a half stars for the build-up to it when Alexa when it was out and 
you know, she was using that big Jack in the box thing and the fiend jumped up and all that stuff. And then at the end, when she basically costs the fiend, the match, yeah, I'll give, I'll give all that part three stars, the actual match half a star. It was absolutely terrible. I thought for sure it would be a knockdown slobber knocker. Anything goes, but it wasn't, it, it was, it was an absolutely terrible match. And I can't imagine one wrestling fan being happy with that match. It was just horrible, in my opinion. And again, it goes back to, like I said before, Bray Wyatt being off being off television for so long. I thought for sure that he was going to get the win. But Randy won. Again, the, the whole angle just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But what do I know? Uh, the next match was the women's tag team title match. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler against Tamina and Natalia. This match, uh, I thought was going to be a lot better than what it was. Again, it was, it was a sloppy, sloppy match. Um, there was, it, it just seemed like everyone's timing was off. Uh, it didn't make much. I mean, I understand the finish with Natalia not realizing who the legal woman in the ring was after a tag and all that stuff. I'll give it a stir. Uh, I, I didn't think it was a good tag team title match at all, especially for WrestleMania. Um, I, I don't know what WWE is going to do with those tag belts. I think if they're smart, they're just going to keep them on Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for a long, long time, because honestly, there's no women in WWE right now, as far as the tag team rankings go, that are actually good enough and make it believable enough that they could beat these two. So yeah, that match, I give one star, just too sloppy in my eyes. Okay, this match was one that I couldn't wait for. I knew it was going to be good the minute they announced it. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. These two guys I've been big fans of since they were both in NXT. The battles they had in NXT against one another were amazing. Both of them are amazing wrestlers, spent pretty much all their careers on the indies, and just they worked their ass off every night. And man, the match at WrestleMania I really, really, really enjoyed. The chemistry between these two guys is just incredible. Uh, I had picked Kevin Owens to win because I figured, in my eyes, with Sammy losing, it's a way for him to just continue with this conspiracy crap angle that he's running. And Logan Paul being in there, you knew he was going to get involved somehow. I mean, it wasn't a very big deal. He gets stunned at the end of the match, whoop-de-doo. But the whole match itself, I'll give three and a half stars. It was really, really good. Uh, I thought it could have been a little bit better. But, I mean, again, it was another one of those matches that was just kind of thrown together. It seemed kind of quick for WrestleMania in my eyes. But, again, with the history these guys have, and the, I mean, geez, you can't ask for for much more. It was, it was a really entertaining match in my eyes. Now we move into the United States Championship match. Riddle against Sheamus. This match I liked. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. If anything, Riddle proved he's one tough son of a bitch. Sheamus put a pretty good pounding on him. He took a cut, like that, that backflip that he tried to do a lion salt or whatever that eventually cost him the match. And he took that knee right in the mouth. Dude, this guy is the real deal. He's tough as nails and he's entertaining. I actually like watching Riddle. I, I picked, I did pick Sheamus to win the U.S. title because. Well, truth be told, he wasn't, the plan was never for him to be United States champion. 
truth be told, it was supposed to be Keith Lee that originally was going to be United States champion instead of Riddle. So Riddle was just kind of holding the title, basically. But, I mean, with the with the size difference, you knew Sheamus was going to win that championship. I gave it three stars. Actually, I'll give it three and a quarter stars. It was a lot, lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was really going to be a squash match for Sheamus. But Riddle proved he can be a player, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this bro character going down the road. Now, the one match that I was kind of disappointed in is the next match. The Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship. Big E and Apollo Crews. I picked Apollo Crews to win the Intercontinental title because of this character change. And I really, really like the character change. I was never a fan of Apollo Crews before he turned heel. I really like this character. The match itself, I was kind of disappointed in. I mean, it, it had a couple of hard hits in it, you know, a couple of like, ooh, that looked like it hurt, but it wasn't what I expected. I ex- I expected it to be a lot more hard hitting. Uh, I'm really starting to think Big E is getting in line to get a push. Um, and I think that's why they took the title off him. Uh, they'll probably have a couple of rematches or something like that, but I think this feud is going to be ended pretty quick. And I think Big E is off to better things. I think Apollo's going to hang on to that belt for the next little while. Uh, now he's got this monster beside him as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Like I said, I can see him holding on to that title now for a long time because of his big insurance policy. Uh, yeah, two, three quarter stars. It was okay. I didn't mind it. This was another match I was really looking forward to. The Raw Women's Championship, Asuka and Rhea Ripley. I picked Rhea Ripley to win the Raw Women's title, but it was literally flip a coin when I really thought about it. Um, She's just coming in. It's her first big, big push on the main roster. I wanted to see her win it. That's why I picked her. But at the same time, she's still fairly new to the big stage. So I thought they might keep it on Asuka for a short time more, then eventually drop the title to her. But you know what? This match was really, really entertaining. I knew it was going to be because both of these women can hit hard. Both of these women are tough. And they did exactly that. But in the end, I mean, Rhea Ripley is just a monster compared to Asuka. And I think Rhea Ripley is going to hold on to that title for quite a long time. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see now with Charlotte Flair back, how is she going to be involved? Because you know she's going to be involved in the mix somehow. Um, It's going to be a good storyline going down the road because with Charlotte involved and you know Asuka is going to want a rematch, I guarantee you there's going to be some triple threat matches um, down the line. And it's, but I think Rhea's going to hold on to that title for a long time. I was really happy to see Rhea win that title. And the main event for the Universal Championship Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. I will be the first to admit that I haven't been a Roman Reigns fan for a very, very long time. It was just one of those, once the Shield broke up, when the Shield was together, I kept seeing Roman Reigns and thinking, this guy has it. This guy is going to be world champion down the road, without a doubt. He's got the look. He's just a monster. He just has, what Paul Heyman says, he has it. But then they took him and they shoved him down your throat so much that I just got so sick of seeing him and seeing 
John Cena destroy him in promos on Monday Night Raw. But I mean, now we have Roman Reigns when he came back and he's with Paul Heyman. I love this character. I love the fact that he turned heel. They're doing a great job with him. And in this match, I picked Roman to lose the Universal Championship. But whether it was going to be Daniel Bryan or Edge, I didn't know. I kind of was given a little bit of a nod to Daniel Bryan just because of the whole yes movement thing. But if I had to pick between them two, I'm an Edge head. I'm the first to admit. I love Edge. Always did. And I thought that after all the years he was out, they were going to put the title on him. But I knew, I, I, I was confident Roman Reigns wasn't going to walk out with that belt. This match, I gave four and a half stars. And I'll tell you why. That little, I like to call him the little chihuahua that runs around the ring. Hopped up on Espresso, Jay Uso. I just want someone to grab him and shake him and beat him. I can't stand this fucking guy. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I love, when they can get me into that kind of mind frame, WWE and Jay Uso are doing their job. That's what I love about it. When he came in, I thought for sure Roman was losing that match. And when he came in with that chair and I was like, oh, geez, here we go again. But there was still something in the back of my mind. It's okay. It's okay. Roman's still going to lose the title. And boom, once again, because of Jay Uso, Roman keeps the title. I got to say, this was, it was the buildup. It was the antip- anticipation and then the letdown, at least for me, wanting to see Roman Reigns lose that universal title. But... I loved it because it was a little bit of a roller coaster. And WWE, for the main event, they knocked it out of the park with that one. All them guys should be super proud of themselves because it was a wicked main event. And you could see it in the crowd too. The crowd was digging it, without a doubt. It was probably the one of the better WrestleManias and main events in recent memory. And I enjoyed the hell out of that match. Well, guys, there you have it very first episode of the figure four podcast is in the books thank you guys so much for listening i'm going to be coming up with an email address in the next oh i'm hoping a week or so i'll post it i want you guys to send me what you think i want you to tell me what you want to hear i want you to tell me what you'd like to see different in the show you guys have a say too until then my name is doug thanks again for listening to the figure four podcast and i'm out